June 23rd. Um, well, this is just my personal log now. I have defied my orders and the rig is still intact. I uploaded a fake audio log and it'll be a few days before they can track my progress. I told the crew what's going on and they're all in on helping me protect the biome. But we kind of just gave up our whole careers. I mean, I've been working here for 13 years. But that's over now. We've got a plan. We have to wait till tomorrow to find out if it'll work, but I think we're doing the right thing. End of audio log 21. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, you guys? This is Brandon. This is Blake. And this is the Sticky Buttons Podcast, your favorite video game podcast. And today we're coming at you with a really rapid fire episode. It's a little bit of a different format than what we're used to. But hey, it's episode 50 and dude, we're just excited to talk about some video games. So I love that you said rapid fire, man. It really kind of feels that way when we were putting this together. So I hope you enjoy. Kind of what we're gonna do is we're, we each, we're each bringing five things to the table. We're going to talk about each of them for five minutes and we're going to set a timer and we're just going to switch no matter what happens at the timer. And if we have some extra time, maybe we'll like switch to the next topic early. We don't really know, but we're just excited to try something new and this should be really fun. So this is kind of like a celebration for our 50th episode. So I guess thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Share with a friend. 50th episode, halfway to 100 or you know, encroaching on the end of season two here. So this is a really special one for us. Thanks for tuning in again. Yeah. And I guess before we get started, I just wanted to shout out, we have a TikTok now. So <laughs> you can follow us on TikTok. Yep. I actually, I made a pretty cool one about the Nintendo store near Rockefeller Center. I almost said Times Square, but it was it's Rockefeller Center. So I check that out. It's kind of cool. A little slice of life in New York. Yeah, I saw that one. That was a nice one. I was like, that looks like a lot of other TikToks I've seen. So I really yeah. The other ones, I don't know, maybe not so much. There's <laughs> a lot of Lego Star Wars right now, but we'll see. It's kind of, it's fun. It's been fun. Just, I don't know. It's kind of cool with TikTok. Like everything's less than a minute. So it's kind of fun. Just take a snapshot of, you know, whatever we're playing and throw it up there. So that's been fun for us. Fun for me, at least. But dude, I'm ready to jump into it. Let's get right to it. That's right. going to be the first topic for you, Blake. Well, let's set the timer and then we'll jump right into it. And uh, just a heads up, we did test the timer. So when the timer goes off, it's not going to be too loud. It's going to be very, very comfortable. You don't have to worry about the volume. But yeah, so just started the timer. <laughs> and yeah, dude, I wanted to talk about Pokemon Go. Okay, let's go. Yeah, dude, I just wanted to say, man, I guess just to start out, that was after, you know, I mean, 50th episode. You know, we're kind of reflecting a little bit. I just wanted to say that was probably one of my favorites that we've done. And I really enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed the lead up to it. Like we were both playing a lot of Pokemon Go, sending each other gifts and, you know, just kind of like being in the, the Pokemon Go world. And that was just really fun for me. So I, one, I wanted to shout that out. And two, I kind of just wanted to say I'm still playing it, man. I don't know if you're kind of jumping on here or not, or kind of periodically, but I'm still playing it, dude. What about you? I still check in from here and there. I don't know if you noticed I sent you a gift, like I think it was last week. Yeah, I just opened it today and sent you one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I get back on it here and there because I see Naomi's on it all the time. You know, she, she's, she's got a shiny Mew. 
or Mewtwo, yeah. Mewtwo. Yeah, shout outs to that shiny Mewtwo. It's really cool. She has a bunch of shiny Pokemon now. So. But yeah, it's pretty fun, man. I actually, this past weekend, I did something that I've never done before. I don't know if you've done it. I did a, my first community day. Have you ever done a community day? No. Refresh me on what that is. So it's kind of like an event and you pay 99 cents. So you pay a dollar and you get access to this like special research, but you don't have to pay it to participate. And it basically, well, I think basically what they do is they just like have a lot of spawns of the same Pokemon. So it's like the same Pokemon is pretty much spawning the whole day. And I think if you pay for the event, you pretty much only get that one Pokemon. And I think if you don't pay for it, it's just that one Pokemon has a higher increase chance of being seen. So it was Mudkip. And so there's a lot of Mudkips out there, which is that that's one of your favorite starters, isn't it? Yeah, that was actually my first Pokemon. Yeah. Well, we might have to have a little chat off the air because I caught a couple shinies and I would be I'd, I'd be willing to trade you one. We'll see for the okay. right trade. <laughs> but yeah, I had a great time with it. And you kind of just, it was a timed event. So it's, I think it was three hours and it kind of just worked out for me. I kind of knew it was happening and I was kind of thinking, I don't really know if I want to do it <laughs> or not, but I ended up just doing it. I had like, my girlfriend was doing some work and I had like an open hour or two and it was like a nice spring day so i went for a walk for like two and a half hours and i caught hundreds of mudkips so it was nice just getting out seeing the world seeing the spring and it was kind of fun i really enjoyed it dude the community day sounds like when do they do them like is it you um, know so i i've never participated in one before but i've seen that they like have them periodically i almost i want to say like maybe once a month, once every couple months. I don't I guess I don't know the frequency of them, but I've always kind of been like, no, like I just am here to play the game for free. Like I spent a couple bucks on upgrades for my Pokemon storage and bag storage. I'm not really interested in like paying for the events, but then I listened to a podcast and they were like talking about it. And they had said, they were saying that like the community days are like the quintessential Pokemon Go experience. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, I get a lot out of it by not doing these. So I was like, I'll give it a try. But it, it like I said, it was one of those things where I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I ended up just like having that time free. So I bought it a couple minutes after the event started and then just like went out and did it. So, so it's, you need to buy a pass for it. Like community. Yeah. Community yeah. Kind of. And it kind of, yeah. So it was like 99 cents and basically so basically it gives you access to the, like the research. So it gives like in the research tab, you have like, like five things where it's like, first one was like catch 30 mudkip, transfer five mudkip, you know, and, and things like that. Um, or it's like make five great throws. And there's kind of things like that. And as you progress, you would get a mudkip would spawn as like your, I guess your, Oh, I don't know what it's reward. called. Yeah, your reward for completing the task. And there was other ones. Oh, that's it. Time's up. Where I'm yeah. hitting the repeat. <laughs> Pokemon Go, topic one. <laughs> Pokemon Go for topic one. For the second topic here, I'm going to be talking about Elden Ring. More specifically, a new playthrough that I started. I started a samurai playthrough. Let's go. That's the best class. I don't know. I don't know if it is, but... <laughs> 
Did you did you pick a samurai? Yeah, I, I'm a samurai. You're a samurai as well. What level are you? I'm just curious. Ah, uh, like twenty something. Okay, that's roughly where I'm. Yeah, at. I've put. I, I feel like I put like ten hours into it. How long have you put it? What, like about roughly the same thing. What stat have you invested most into? I'm doing a whole a whole slot, man. I'm actually. I think it's probably bad what I'm doing, but I wanted to. I'm doing it anyways. I'm sticking to it. I might respect at some point, but I'm doing like strength, dexterity. Like the four, there's like four of them. It's like the health, your strength, um, your stamina. Yeah, health, health, strength, stamina, and dexterity. Yeah, I'm investing mainly in this dexterity and strength. Yeah, and I also, you have to invest in your intelligence a little bit because your ability to do the unsheath, you have to use like the mana points. And then I also, I just am like, I got this really cool staff and it takes like 10 arcane to use it. So I'm like, Putting it in that, even though, like, I know I'm probably not going to use it, but I want to do it anyways. <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's important to experiment or figure things out. Yeah. So why did you end up switching? You were a mage or, but what, yeah. what, what was the other class you were? So I was an astrologer. Okay. So I was, I was just motivated to switch because I was stuck. Honestly. I was stuck at a point in the game and I was unhappy with my build. And, you know, I might come back once I have a little more knowledge on the game. But I figured I wanted to play through it in an experience where it's like a little more just something that is more fun, that I think is more fun is for me. And that's going to be a samurai. So like that's going to be the most fun experience, just getting up close and personal. And the animations for the samurai is really, really like the, the blood loss and like the lot, like the final hit of a chain attack. It's a really good build, but I was in the mountaintop of the giants with my my mage. We were stuck at this boss, this fire giant, and I had to like break down his legs. But honestly, I didn't have the just the dexterity to do it. Like I wasn't quick enough to dish out enough power. Now, so here's the thing: you said we were you doing your boss fights in multiplayer? No, I was just referring to like. Myself and my, my character. I gotcha. I was gonna say I think that they if you do the bosses in multiplayer, I think they like really increase the bosses like health and damage they do. Yeah, they do. It's not gonna be easier just because it's multiplayer. Yeah. So I guess we're you just didn't feel like you had enough strength. So you you basically you had to not use magic to knock his legs down. Essentially. Dang. Okay. So even though like you've pretty much invested all your so I know that there's like a way that you can respec. Is did you think about just going and like for this one boss fight changing your character's build to give you like I didn't honestly I didn't think about that. It's a good idea. Because I I've heard some other people that they they did that because they were like, well, I build my whole you know build around this one thing, and it's like this bo- this one boss just happens to be resistant to that. So I decided that instead of like starting a new and doing a more even build. I was going to keep it, but just change my stats. Because I'm sure that you have a really cool sword or something that you found that you were like, oh, like this would be perfect, but I don't have to build for it. Do you have anything like That's that? That's true. That's true. Man, maybe you should do that because that sounds fun. Like just like That's, using the I same like 160 thing. levels too. So I should definitely do it. You could honestly, dude, you could probably just take like 20. If you put change, if you change, like if you took five from your magic, Five from your health, five from something else. You know, that's 15 right there. You could throw in dexterity. Oh, next topic. Sorry. Well, we'll have to hear more about that later. 
<laughs> I don't know if I like this. Do you, is, I'm having fun though. <laughs> I'm having fun too. I think it's cool. What's the next topic here? Ollie, Ollie World, baby. I saw credits. So I don't want to say, and I think that that's a very crucial word. You know, we talked about do you beat games a couple episodes ago? And I, I don't feel like I beat this game, but I definitely saw the credits. So I experienced all of the tracks once. And I kind of went through the story and I ascended into Narvana and I am now the skate wizard. So that's it's good, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's so fun, man. Kind of, I guess if you don't remember Ali Ali world, it's kind of like a skateboarding game. It's 2d. It's kind of like downhill, but it's like downhill in a 2d plane and it's super vibey and the characters are super customizable. I have a tin hat like conspiracy theory that I picked up in this area of the map where like there are aliens flying around, but like you only see them because you're like, you're training to be the next skate wizard and they're like, say what's up to you, but like nobody else sees it. So I like, I thought that was funny. So I'm wearing like the cap. I've got this really cool, like yellow, it's like the, the surfboard yellow shirt. And it's got like basically like a cactus riding a skateboard as a decal and like a leather or not leather, like a jean jacket with a bunch of patches on it. I've got some like yellow joggers that have like a flower pattern on them. And I've got these like shoes that change color, all the colors in the spectrum. And they kind of like fade from one to the next. It's super chill, man. I mean, there are like countless different kinds of customization options. And it's just so much fun. It's really a joy to play. And I saw the credits. I kind of experienced the whole thing. Yeah, I had a good time with it. And that's on the Switch, right? Um, It's on everything. It's on everything. I personally got it on the Switch just because I was like, oh, I think I might want this like to go. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like I wanted to play it in handheld. I did play a little bit in handheld and I found that just because the Switches are so big, I couldn't do as many of like the movements and like the fast tricks as I, I wanted to. I pretty much like played it in controller, but I mean, it runs great on Switch. So I think it's kind of up to you on what you want to do. But it's also like, I guess it's a great game to where anybody can play it, you know? And it's kind of funny if you like have a crash. So if you're traveling, it might be a good system to have it on the Switch. That way you can, even if you don't use it in handheld and you travel with your Switch, it's still with you. Makes sense. Yeah, so I guess, and yeah, it's really cool, man. I mean, you can engage with the story, you can skip all of it. Like I thought the story was very goofy and very silly and I really enjoyed it. To my understanding, there's a lot of customization in this game. So I guess the oh, question oh, for yeah. you is what board and outfit are you? Yeah. So the board that I have, it's like a, oh man, dude, there's literally so many, like there's this one board that I really want to get that I haven't gotten to the challenge of. And it's like a crystal board and it's literally just like crystals. And I have this one that I'm really close to unlocking. That's like a, a shovel and it's literally like a shovel with wheels on it. And it's like so cool. And there's some like really cool ones. Like there's this one, it's like a bones board and it's just like a spine. It has some like rib cages sticking out of it, but it's like all very cartoony, super chill. And mine is like, basically, you know, I actually, it's kind of funny because mine is actually kind of like one of the most low key ones. And it's just like a piece of like, it's just like the normal skateboard with like wood and you can see like the wood varnish and it's got like a little decal of like a UFO flying through the desert and like a big crystal in the background. So Actually, yeah, there's like this one point where you learn that you can smash through crystals. So they basically have these like big floating crystals as obstacles and you can just like do a trick and it'll like let you smash it as you're going through. 
So, but you have to do like a specific kind of trick, which is a grab. And if you don't do a grab, you like hit the crystal and it's like a great sound effect and you kind of just like fall out of the air. And most of them are like really high up. So it's a good time. And yeah, I'm rocking like a, uh, gosh, what is it? Like a tin cap kind of thing made of tin foil. Oh, well, that's it. They're going to have some DLC. I'm going to pick that up at some point. But on to the next one, man. It's back to you. On to the next one. And back to another Elden Ring topic we're going right <laughs> I started another build. A third build. Playing a third? Dang. Yes. <laughs> What's the uh, third one? The third one is a profit. It's, um, okay. So this is the prisoner. Oh, build, so. I really like that. They have got like that really cool helmet they thing. Got the like shackle. Yeah. They got, like, Can you take that off? Yeah, you can. Okay, I thought that I was like the reason I I almost picked that one, but I didn't because I was like it just feels like stuck there. Nah, you can take it off if you want okay. to. And I mean, I'm liking the build. You know what really motivated that was because I was noticing I had a lot of incantations, but I didn't have a build that was conducive for having incantations. So which is a samurai? Which is a prisoner. Oh, is mainly faith and arcane to cast incantations. And yeah, I wanted to make that build because there's a lot of incantations out there that are just really, really strong, especially in the multiplayer. You know, that's really where I encountered it. I was playing a lot of, I was doing a lot of invasions with my mage, having a lot of fun, taking a lot of runes. But every once in a while, I'd run into a prisoner build. You know, they had these like, dragon head incantations and shot fire at me they're just so like hard to fight i feel almost feel like the game was meant for them to like be the the main fighters like they're just so kind of like a counter against you they're so hard to like defeat no just in general like you'll see what i mean if you ever fight someone that uses incantations well they're annoying so are those like ones where it's like they can freeze you with like icicles and stuff? Or is that like a... Is that a I mean, you can stuff? get freeze incantation, like an incantation that leaves like a frost damage yeah. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can also do that with spells. Okay. So I guess what's the difference between the spell, is it spells and incantations? The difference between spells and incantations is spells mainly take... Uh, intelligence to cast intelligence in which is the is that the blue bar correct and then what's the faith in like is that another bar i don't so those aren't a bar they're just a stat that you need in order you see how like you have for that one item you were telling me about yeah you needed like 10 arcane it's just the same thing you just need those so it's like you don't have you can use them unlimited yeah but you have to have the stat but they actually still take they still take mana, mana as well but just not as much. Oh, okay. Well, that seems pretty cool. It seems like it's got a huge advantage then. Incantations are are really overpowered, in my opinion, when it comes to PvP. And I wanted to have one of those builds in case, you know, so I really wanted to have an overpowered player. But my goal is to get my samurai to become overpowered because the samurai build, in my opinion, is the most fun one. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. You really get up and personal with it. You know what? I think I'm going to try and do. I think I'm going to try out that thing that I need to do the arcane thing for. And once I have that, then I might be able to like do like my samurai 
in one hand or like my katana in one hand and the other one in the other like the yeah. spells but i don't know what they're called Incan incantations i might try that yeah try so it. i guess would you say overall are you enjoying the samurai build the most out of the three you started i am i totally am i can definitely see myself implementing like incantations into my samurai build yeah. this story gives you like this, the dragon head you know what i'm talking about I don't know what you're talking about, but I did find a big. It's dragon. like a dragon item that like wraps around your fist, and you get it for defeating one of the main bosses in the story. Mm -hmm. And oh, there's my time. Yeah. On to the That's next it. topic. So I picked up another game, and I kind of played this. I really, honestly, I only played this for a couple hours. It's a very short game. I didn't beat it, but I think I'm kind of done with it. But it's really fun. It's called Katana Zero. Have you heard of this game? Okay, so basically, really quick, it's a super cool and fun action platforming game. And it has like super short levels. And then you'd have like the sword and you can do some like crazy cool sword moves as you platform super fast through the level. And the art style is like very neon and pixelated and kind of retro. It's like super vibey. So you should look up what the, the art style looks like of Katana Zero, Katana Zero while I'm talking here. And Basically, all the enemies go down in one hit, and you go down in one hit as well. So it's very much like you have to kind of structure like a run. And some runs, as you go through the level, are like super easy, and you have a lot of options to freestyle. And some of them make you like really slow down and then speed up again. So it's really fun. It's kind of just short levels where you're just moving as fast as you can. And then you never feel like super bad if you die, because it's like literally you go down in one hit and you take everybody else down in one hit and it moves very fast. It's very fun. Does that sound like something you've ever played or any, you played anything like that? Um, I don't think I've ever played anything like that. And, and if I did, you know, what comes to mind is Sonic. Yeah. I've, so I've, I've never played a Sonic game, but I kind of know, I mean, like I've seen gameplay. I would say it's kind of like that, but it's definitely more like levels that have, they're like cut off. So it's like, you either have to go down this certain, you have to like go down a hallway, then up a set of stairs, and then back over a hallway that's like right parallel to it. But then it's like, then you have to go up an elevator shaft or like an air duct and then take out like one more enemy or things like that. Or it's like you have to cut across this one thing, pick up the bottle, throw it to hit the laser so the laser doesn't cut you. And then you can like phase through another laser and then katana chop somebody so like it's very it's very fun like seriously when i say short 30 seconds every single level is like 30 seconds and some of them are a little bit longer oh and it's very cool because it's like and then afterwards it gives you like a playback and it's like a rewind sound like they're and it does that and then it like shows you in black and white as you like take everybody out in the level like it's very arcadey and very very fun that's right it sounds really really fun katana zero Katana Zero. Look up the art style really quick, and I'm going to tell you about this one level that I did. So it's also the gameplay is very much like that, and it's very fun. But then there's also like it kind of goes to other parts. So basically, you're like an assassin, and the story kind of tells you that you're sick and dying, and you need this medicine. But like you don't really know how true that is because like the guy's like you're just so sick, you can only come here to my office, and then you go out on these hit missions, and it's very, it's like kind of just very much in its element like it really only does that and there was this one level it was like a hotel level and basically i got in 
and I was able to talk to the receptionist and I had to like go and kill somebody that was like in the penthouse suite. And she like the reception was like, Oh, Hey, like, how are you doing? And it was like, you can blow her off, walk past, be rude or say you're cosplaying. And I was like, okay, like I'll have fun with this. Like I said, I'm cosplaying. And she's like, Oh, what character are you? Like, I love anime. And he just like make up a character decide you're in too deep and blow her off and just walk past. And he was just like, basically they were all kind of like that. And he was like, Oh, I'm so-and-so and so. And it was just really funny. Cause she was like, Oh wow. Like I've never heard of them. And you're like, yeah, it's not even on Crunchyroll. Like it's only on like the dark web. And she's like, Oh my gosh, that's so hardcore. And basically she's like, well, have a good time. Your stay here. And then at the end of the level, there's like cops and they're like, we're like looking for somebody that fits your description. And she's like, oh no, he's one of our guests here. Like he's just doing a cosplay for Comic-Con or whatever. And the cop like, like lets you walk past. So it's very much like, because I did it at the beginning of the level, like I didn't have to fight the cop and I had like a great time. I kind of like fooled everyone. Oh, that's it. But yeah, super fun. It was very cool just to engage in that like dialogue and then move on. But, it sounds like, Really, really fun game. But on to the next topic. Yeah, it's also super cheap, like less than 10 bucks. But yeah, go ahead. On to the next topic. I don't want to give another Elden Ring topic here. You can, man. I was enjoying that. That was kind of fun. <laughs> but fine, we'll get right back into some Elden Ring things. Yeah, let's I want to hear more about what you've been up to. Where are you up to in the story? Okay, actually... Let's let's save that because I'm actually going to talk about that for my next thing. Okay. Um, Do you have anything else? Because I kind of want to hear more about what you're doing with the samurai. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I feel so lost. Yeah. It's, so I'd love to hear where you're at because you played through a lot of it and then you came back as a samurai. And I'd love to hear like what you're doing. Right. It's definitely easy to feel lost as a samurai because you definitely want to take your time before you fight bosses, I feel like you're early on. The samurai is definitely a disadvantage because you don't have many of the stats that you need to execute. Yeah, definitely. Especially like for me personally, I hated the bow. So I just like completely took that out of my build and that's like half of the samurai. Oh dude, you can't do that, dude. That's yeah. You're, you're really handicapping yourself like that. I love the bow. Yeah. I hate it. It just, it takes, I'm ditching it. It takes runes from you. You know, it takes runes to go and, and buy yourself arrows or craft them, take the time to just, you know, get thin beast bones and I think it's flower earthly flower and yeah. yourself arrows. So I've been just around Church of LA a lot. I haven't been trying to like progress too far in the story because I know the next boss, I believe Margit, the fellow mm-hmm. woman. Have you fought him yet with your samurai? Yeah, I beat him in three tries. Okay, okay. I'd love to see after you've already beat him, like how many times it takes you. I've definitely, I haven't even approached him once yet. Um, and I've just been, I went the opposite way. I went down to the Weeping Castle. Now, yeah. have you got, have you been there? No. I so can't. if you go to, if you go to Ag Hill Lake North and keep going okay. south, eventually you'll end up at Castle. Oh, wait, is that like the, where the bridge is? You have to like cross the bridge into the other area. It could be. It's an area called Castle Morn. Castle Morn. I'll have to look at my map. Yeah, it's all the way down south and in the Weeping Peninsula. Okay. And it's it's a pretty tough dungeon. Oh, it's a dungeon. It's like a dungeon area. Yeah. Okay. I've just been there, you know, honing my skills, 
learning how to use the fire grease, how to use my summons. Fire grease? What's the fire grease? So fire grease is something you should buy all the cookbooks you can because you'll get all the recipes. And the recipe for the fire grease, you just need- Oh, is that like the, in the pot? No, you just need smoldering butterflies and you need, I forget what the other thing is, but it looks like wax. It looks like burning wax. And you take it and you put it all over your sword and it literally puts fire on your sword. And then you can do extra fire damage on top of your blood loss buildup that with the Uchi, Uchi Katana. You get oh, already damn. a 45 uh, passive blood buildup effect, which was definitely a huge impetus for me like, coming on. Damn, I'm doing it all wrong, side. man. Because later on, that blood loss buildup really makes a difference on enemies. You have, how do you increase that blood loss? You don't. You don't increase. That's just a passive effect that comes with the Uchi Katana. Okay. So so every time you level up the Uchi Katana, it does more of that? Or do you have to like... Do I'm not certain. I want to say yes, that maybe like the blood loss buildup increases over time. But I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that. Okay, I'll have to look into that. But I know, like, the unsheathed ability that you were speaking on earlier. I love that. That's so That is the bread and butter of the game for the samurai, even later on. It does so much damage if used correctly. I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. I haven't unlocked the unsheathed. Oh, you don't, you just have to hold the, I think you can only do it on, like, what you have in your other hand, because you have to hold down the L1 or the top bumper. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, that's the end of the topic. But yeah, so you basically you have to hold that down and he puts the sh- he puts the sword back in. So you're holding it down and then you hit the attack button, which I guess would be your other trigger because I read that mine. I you have it from the that. beginning I, of the game. I gotta try that because I never did that yet. So you'll you'll know that it like charges up because he puts his sword in the sheath. And then it's literally an attack where you unsheath and it like lunges forward. Like the same. Yeah. Right? You know the- they did that yeah it's a yeah it's great you can really like mess people up with that that's really fun but yeah into the next topic man the next topic is the game that i jumped into after i totally bounced off elden ring <laughs> i just i don't know man i don't know what it is i just decided when i was playing elden ring i was like you know what you know actually i think i know what it is these past two months have been pretty tough on me in my personal life it's fine like everything's fine i just had like a lot of adult challenges that I had to deal with moving and, you know, trying to get a new job and things like that. So it's just been a lot of stuff that I have been like a lot of challenges in BD, like just normal life stuff, but like very much like it just felt like it was one thing after another. Oh, and I had like some tooth problems too. So, and it's like not a big deal, but I was like, I just came also, I'm on the other end of it. I feel like I really overcame it. So everything's going well for Blake over here. But I just felt like when I was playing Elden Ring, I was just like, man, this is just too much. I just don't really want to. And I felt like I was doing well, too. Like I said, like I beat the boss in three tries. I was taking my time. Like I was really enjoying it. And I was like, you know what? I just want to play Breath of the Wild. And I totally jumped into Breath of the Wild. I unlocked the whole map. I've been exploring where I've got three out of four divine beasts and I've just been having so much fun with it and I'm putting a lot of time into it. And you know, Brandon, honestly, I can't tell you what it is. And I, I wonder if maybe you'd be able to tell me, you know, maybe what your opinion is, but like I played before this happened, I had played 40 plus hours of breath of the wild and it like was fun. I had a great time. I, you know, I thought it was an amazing game, but I feel like it never hooked me 
until I was playing Elden Ring. And then I was playing Elden Ring. And I was like, this just isn't it right now. And I just like got totally lost and swept up in Breath of the Wild in a way that I never did in my other 40 plus hours that I played. It's really interesting. One game could motivate you to play another one. And it could be like, cause one game is like a safe, you know, not even like a safe space, just a getaway if you love it from like yeah. vacation from yeah. the other one. Cause Elden Ring is definitely like how Breath of the Wild is like heaven, <laughs> if you want to make that analogy. Cause you know, you very well could, man. Cause it's very much a challenging, you know, very repetitive experience. You know, you can be punished if you lose your runes and Breath of the Wild. I mean, like, although it's not perfect, you really are just rewarded for exploring and just walking around and, you know, having a chill time. And then it's also like the combat. I've also, I've never liked the combat in Breath of the Wild. And then for whatever reason, I just like got into it after playing Elden Ring. So I don't know, kind of crazy, just like the contrast of it. But yeah, I actually, I want to tell you about this one thing that I discovered. <laughs> so, dude, so I went to the, like, pretty much the top of the map. Um, and off the coast, there's like this, it looks like a maze, man. It looks like Azkaban, like straight up. Like, do you know what Azkaban looks like in like the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. It's just like this prison. tower, but it kind of, like, yeah, so it looks like a maze almost. And it was just like. I saw this from the top of a cliff overlooking the ocean. It was just like this huge island maze. And I was like, what the heck is this? And I like flew into it. And there's like those guardian creatures that I struggled with so much at the beginning of the game. Like there's one of those just crawling around inside this island or like inside the maze. And I'm like dodging it. And it's like, I find a chest and then I find another chest. I'm just like, I'm just going to go through this maze. And I just like, I'm not going to look up a guide. Like, I know I could, like, it's a maze. I can figure it out. Like rats figure out mazes. I was like, I'm going to do this. And <laughs> not the rats figure out mazes too. So I can't. I don't know. I did it. I made it through the maze. There's a shrine at the end and I got this really cool item. No. Oh, that's it, man. Breath of the wild, man. It's awesome. I don't know what it is. I got hooked into it, sucked in. I think this is it, man. I think I'm going to beat it now. I believe in you, Blake. I think you can do it. Well, I guess C credits. I think I might C credits. <laughs> Under your topic, man. Alrighty. Back into my last topic, finals. I have finals coming up soon, man. It's that time. And so putting on the hood, tunnel vision, and just gonna trying to get out the other side. They're looking pretty, pretty difficult this time around. Is this going to be one of your toughest yet? I mean, I've even taken some pretty hard classes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so you're you're getting more into like the end of your college. Like, it's a little bit more specific. Yeah. You know, I mean, does it feel like what you're learning is like worth it? More worth it now? It's like not just for the final, but like also things I could take with me. Of course, I mean, things that I can speak on in interviews and whatnot. You know, Bayes Bayes theorem, multilinear regression. In some of my other classes, like web scraping of Python, that's something that I really, really want to continue exploring because I think it's a super valuable skill. If you could just, like, let's say, for example, someone, an employer wants to do a comparison on, on prices, you could scrape the web for that and do like a really, really accurate representation of, of what, what the prices looks like for your competitors definitely something i think even you blake 
beach mm -hmm. looking to learn it. You can go on data camp and, and take a small course. Well, what's it called? It's just Python. Python? Web scraping in general. Web scraping. It's, that's the skill. Um, Python is what people mainly use. But, but yeah, that's something I'm learning there. I'm going to be tested on that pretty soon. That sounds interesting. So look, what kind of stuff can you do with that? What kind of practical applications does that have? So with web scraping, I can, you know, just pull HTML from the internet, pull just anything that's on the internet and, and analyze it and visualize it. I can make graphs and yeah, just interface with the internet. Also interface with APIs. So is that kind of like when you go to a web page and then you hit the like, I don't know, what is there like command, whatever, and you can kind of see the script inside the yeah, like yeah. The actual web page. The, okay. The, so what you're talking about is the inspect element feature on Google Chrome. Mm -hmm. And that'll show you HTML, like what does this page look like mm -hmm. in code and the code, it's all encoded in HTML5, most pages on the internet. And then, so we can take that and then with JSON, which is a converter, if you will, just think of that as like a converter, it's going to take HTML and it's going to parse it into like regular shit that you can read. And then where was I with APIs? I'm also learning how to interact with APIs. So Twitter has an API. All of like these big firms have APIs and what those are is like ways that they interact with the internet easily. So it's like their own kind of framework, if you will. It has its own kind of little code, but it has a lot of useful information in it, right? They collect tons of data that can be useful when you're trying to scrape the internet, when you're trying to pull insights and analyze stuff, things. And so yeah, you can interact with their APIs with Google's. Oh, you name it. They probably have an API, a big corporation. But of course, you is need... that like proprietary stuff or is that? Kind yeah, of... exactly. I was just going to get into that. Of course, you need you need permission because before 2012, I believe, don't quote me on that year, they were not doing that. Like people were just, anybody can interact with APIs. And what they found were, was that a lot of people outside of, basically a lot of our competitors, economic competitors were utilizing that to their advantage and then we couldn't love to happen anymore so now it's you know like, you like foreign entities or correct. like people within other borders correct they have different laws on the internet okay oh there's none of my topic well you can you can go a little bit you can get to the like the last bit if you want and yeah so they were like you need permissions to interact with our apis to interact with our data because you know it's sensitive to like our democracy and so do you have like some of that to like interact with some of them? Yeah, actually, I just got an API key recently for one of the projects I was working on for it's a news API key. So you basically okay. can get news headlines in a certain area, in a certain mile radius. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So is it like part of CNN or whatever new networks thing or is it? It pulls like conglomerates of news. So like CNN, oh. like all these groups of news making companies and so it's an even bigger pool it's an even bigger database okay wow all right well that's cool yeah that's awesome man well good luck with your finals i hope things go well for you i mean you got what it takes so thank you just study man and on to the, the last topic or i guess you have one more after this don't you I yeah you got one more. okay yeah, you, yeah lego star wars man that's my last thing that i want to bring to the table Man, dude, I'm absolutely loving this game. So I just like want to say a little bit on this before I even talk about the game. Before we started this podcast, I would have considered myself like a Star Wars gamer. 
And I just, man, there have like literally since we've been, you know, we're 50 episodes in, you know, we used to do them weekly. Now we do them bi-weekly. There literally has not been a Star Wars game besides the squadrons, which I didn't like <laughs> since we started this podcast. And man, I just like, it's just been such a deficit of Star Wars video games. And dude, this is just like so awesome. This is so much fun. Checks all the boxes, kind of like remade the first Lego Star Wars games, but then adds the next saga. And the truth is, Brandon, all it had to do was just be a way to play those games. All it had to be was for it to be a version of that that was fun. And it like completely blows that expectation out of the water. It's incredible. It's like the ultimate Star Wars Lego game. They improved on it in every single way. And it just like checks every single box. And I just like, that's just something that like one, you don't get. Like, I feel like a lot of times you don't have a game that like totally exceeds your expectations when it's super hyped up. And you definitely don't have one that like just changes the game forever. You know what I mean? And like how people would like look at it. You know what I mean? I feel like that doesn't happen very often to say the least. And it didn't have to do any of that. And it did. And I'm just like, I'm so happy that it did that. And, you know, this game has been, was delayed for two plus years. And I think that that really speaks to it right there. You know what I mean? Like, they took the time and it really just exceeds all expectations in my opinion. And man, I haven't even talked about the game at all, but yeah, dude, I just know that like going in and are you kind of familiar with like the whole star Wars thing, like with the star Wars games and like the controversy, like battlefront two. Yeah. Let's enlighten me. I would love to get into that. I'm going to go over on this five minute segment. Is that okay? If I do that. Yeah, I got about a minute left and I'm just not going to be able to talk about that in a minute, but I'll, we'll keep the timer going just to see where we're at. So, so basically with Star Wars games, man, in 2015, they released the remake of Star Wars Battlefront. That came out when I graduated high school. I graduated in high school in 2015 and I didn't play it. I saw it. It just looked awesome, but like I wasn't really tuned into video games at the time. My whole freshman year, I had a couple buddies and we would always play the Star Wars Battlefront after classes. Like we, there was like a group of us that we would just like come in a couple of different people's rooms and just like play. And sometimes we'd do multiplayer with people in the other room. And, you know, and it was just so much fun just playing like Star Wars Battlefront. And basically, like if you don't know what Star Wars Battlefront is, it was kind of just like a multiplayer, like how COD is. But you play as stormtroopers and rebels. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like just imagine playing like a first person multiplayer shooter. And you're shooting stormtroopers. I don't know. It just like felt so fun and just added the aesthetic of it really just added so much to it. And that's, I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm going to hit the repeat on the timer. And that's just like that Star Wars experience, like hooked me as like a gamer. I didn't have a next gen console. That's why I bought an Xbox one. So I could have that experience. Two years later, the one or two years later, they released Battlefront two and it came out and it was a quarter of the game that had been promised and it was filled with microtransactions. Like you couldn't play as Darth Vader unless you paid like $50 in microtransactions on top of a 50, like a $60 game. And people were furious, especially because there were people in the trailers that they said were going to be playable characters and they just weren't there when it launched. And like, there was a spot where it was like, they're clearly coming, but it's like 
they're not here. It's like, what's the, you know, this isn't complete. This isn't what was, you know, advertised on top of the, the microtransactions. And I don't know, I kind of, at that time, I was like, I'm not, like, I don't care. Like, I'm not even going to play the multiplayer right now. I'm just like, I'm so excited for this game. It was the first game I pre-ordered. I picked it up at the the target in my college town and I just played the campaign, had a good time. I was like, I was like, the multiplayer is not good. I just put it on a shelf didn't pick it up for like a year. And then when I came back, they had like totally changed everything. They did live support for like a couple of years and they constantly added some new stuff to it. And it was awesome. And then they kind of pulled the plug. It was an EA decision to stop putting up support for it. And it kind of killed the game because there were so many things that they were adding to it. It was going to be like a live service game and they kind of just pulled the plug and stopped. And it's just really sad. For me, I mean, that was the only, like, my first multiplayer game that I put, like, hundreds of hours in. They unlocked so much stuff without doing the microtransactions. I just, like, had such a good time with it. But, you know, that time came to an end. And I've actually been hopping into it, you know, periodically every month here and there, you know, since that happened in, like, 2019. Just being like, man, like, this, like, people are still playing the game because there's if you want to play a Star Wars multiplayer game, there's nowhere to do it. And there's nowhere better. And it's just, I mean, like the graphics are great. Uh, it's a really good game, but there's nothing new ever coming to it. And it's not being supported. There are some bugs and exploits that, you know, cheaters are using, which makes it not as fun. And that, I guess, just to like put a cap on it. If you're a Star Wars gamer, it's really kind of just been a tough couple of years. And there hasn't been a good game. And then Lego Star Wars comes out and it's awesome. And I don't know if you're, if you're still listening to me, I'll just like <laughs> play the Lego Star Wars games. I really haven't even talked about them, but I mean, it's almost at the end of that next two minutes or next five minutes. So would you like me to, to say a little bit on Lego Star Wars or I can come back after you do? Your- yeah, no, you could take my segment actually. Cause I don't, I don't have anything. Okay. So. All right. So it'll be the, I'll just take two segments and I've got like a, a minute plus left and yeah, so Lego Star Wars, it's awesome, dude. You kind of get into it and you have to be like one of the first three movies in order to like unlock this thing called Galaxy Free Play. And basically, Brandon, it's so much fun because like before it was like linear stories that you could do with inside that you know, like told the Star Wars movie thing. Like that was what the previous games had done. And then you could come like it was fun because you'd come back later and it's like, oh, you could play as Darth Maul, you know, in the like a new hope, you know what I mean? And it was just kind of fun, just like being able to like do that and having like the sandbox elements. And now you do that and then you can, I did the first thing that I did was I completed up through the Empire Strikes Back so I could unlock Boba Fett's ship. And so like now I'm playing through the Phantom Menace and I can just like hop up into space and do like a space battle in Boba Fett's ship. And like, it just sounds so cool. Like the sound effects are great. And I like bought the character pack so I can play like as like the Mandalorian and some other like bounty hunters from that show. And I've got some other like character packs that I got. And it's just like so much fun. man. It's, it's just so much fun. It's just like a good time. It's chill and it's just fun and goofy. And the sandbox after you complete a level, like it's just so much fun. And I think part of the thing with the sandbox that makes it fun is there's like constraints and rules, but like, instead of like constricting it, those add to it because you know what's going to happen when you do certain things, you know? Yeah. That's it. 
<laughs> Alrighty. So Lego Star Wars, man. You should play it. I think that's it for our rapid fire episode. I think so. Thanks for letting me talk for 10 minutes about Star Wars games. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, thanks for tuning in for our Sticky Buttons podcast 50th episode. Uh, it's a really special episode for us. Hey, hey, Brandon. We're seniors. <laughs> We're senior podcasters. We're senior now. podcasters now. We made it. We officially made it. You know, they say once you make it past 50, you're going to make it all the way. So, making it all the way. I've had a great time with you this episode. As always, I have a great time every time we hop on the mic. Just wanted to say thank you to you. And I want to say thank you to our listeners. It really means the world that you tune into us. We do have a TikTok and you can follow us there now. It's really fun, very goofy, kind of silly right now because it's a lot of like my Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll be adding some more stuff to that i've been on the instagram too recently and uh you know i'd really it'd be awesome if you guys shared our instagram put that out there our youtube as well we're posting everything on youtube to make it a little easier for the folks but we know you guys love your google products so <laughs> yeah go check us out on youtube and hey you know we've been changing some things up recently and trying to you know to, to get better as, as podcasters so the best way to help us, the best way to help us grow is to just share it with a friend. If there's somebody that you think would like, that you would think would like this episode or any of our episodes, please just send it to them. You know, we don't pay for ads or anything. We're all word of mouth right now. And, you know, we like to keep it kind of low key, kind of intimate like that. So yep. if you could do that, it would really help us out a lot. Thanks for tuning in. Episode 50. 50. Dude, I'm ready to end it up, man. All right. Spring day. Gotta stretch out my back after these 50 episodes. (laughs) 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 All right, man. Let's end this up. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening.